Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must-have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. Alison Morgan is one of Australia's leading business coaches, specializing in helping business owners grow their business, brands, and profiles. With over 11 years of private business coaching clients with her company, Relauncher, Alison knows how to create successful businesses and profiles and is a go-to expert for entrepreneurs for advice on creating compelling personal brands and oftentimes a professional reinvention. As she says, being a business owner is the most profound personal development journey you'll ever undertake. It's forever ongoing with continual challenges along the way. And so who better to speak to? I invited Alison to join me on the podcast to share her insights on personal and professional rebranding, exploring a second act in your career, and the guidance she gives her clients around turning up, being seen, and using your experience to your full potential. After working with several blue chip companies around the world, Alison started Relauncher when her boys were very young. Going back into a corporate role no longer suited her family, so she took the path of reinvention. Alison is also the founder of Sticky Studio, a branding, content marketing, and social media website design studio servicing businesses, brands, and individuals. I absolutely love this conversation, and I know you'll gain so many insights and aha moments around your personal brand and navigating a second act. Well, it is always great to have someone that you know and you consider a work friend on the show. And Alison, you have got such a got such an awesome background, and I want to really zero in on the name of your business and your handle, Relauncher Allison. And I want to I want to ask you why you have gone down this path, and then we're going to have a really interesting conversation about relaunching, hard yeah. relaunching our lives, our brand, our careers. Well, it's a really interesting story because I started this business 13 years ago. And at the time, I had two small children and I was just coming out of that, that mother bubble and they were just starting school. And it was at a moment where I'm like, I just need a new chapter in my life um, professionally and just personally. And it was all about back then when I launched a business, it was all about relaunching you as a person. So basically I launched an online shop with a variety of coupons that you go in and buy and pick a mix depending on how you wanted to relaunch yourself. So that might be your wardrobe, it might be your hair, it may be um, your way that you work out. So there were just so many different elements that you could pick and mix, but that is how Relauncher was born and hence the name. You know what's crazy is <laughs> I wrote a book called mm. Rescue Me, an expert guide to a more fab to a life more fabulous. And at the beginning of the book, I have presented this pyramid of beauty where I posit that you know, beauty is about these fundamental building blocks and it the pointy end of beauty, which is, you know, how your hair, your face, your uh, makeup, your clothes is really just the peak. But 
what underpins beauty is financial security, health, um, emotional stability and friendships, relationships working out. And then each chapter is a choose your own adventure to reimagining yourself. So it's really funny that you did it in that digital context with the coupon and I did it in a book and I still do it, you know, in the ageless is about that. It's about all the tools that help you feel energized, actualized, radiant, um, you know, the, the very best version that you can be where you feel ageless, where you feel boundless. I love that feeling. Yeah. And and one of the things we've talked about a lot, um, and I'll give you the scientific background of it for me is, you know, when I hear uh, Professor David Sinclair, the author of Lifespan, how, how we age and why we don't have to, is, you know, he he talks about his father who's in his 80s who who started a, a brand new career cycle for, for himself. And I think that was in his late 70s. And he he thought to himself, like, here I am doing all this work on longevity and regenerative medicine. And the thing that we don't talk about a lot is what happens as the population is aging, but is still very healthy and very youthful in their vigor, in their thinking. So as we increase lifespan, what are we going to do with that increased lifespan? You know, before with a shorter lifespan, we were retiring possibly at 60. That was the dream. But as we push up lifespan, we're going to have lots of chapters, lots more adventures ahead of us, both career-wise, personal-wise, relationship-wise. And so I wanted to have the conversation with you, someone who specializes in holding the hand of people during these new chapters, whether they've come across the chapter due to some, you know, the rug being pulled from under their feet in some way, you know, redundancy, breakups, um, divorce, it's, death, it's whatever. It's very common. It's very common. Yeah. yeah. Or whether it's a it's a moment of, you know, it's a post-pandemic moment like that's it, or a post milestone birthday moment where it's like, I want to do more. I want to be more. So I'm gonna ask you how you how you even unravel, unpack that for for a client yeah. as a Look, coach. A lot of it comes with experience. I've been doing this for 13 years, and it's my job to get to the root of, you know, like what is this change going to be for that person and get to the root very, very quickly. Um, and so the, look, the way the way that I work, which actually really helps me do my job efficiently and effectively, is to create a pre-consultation questionnaire. And it's so interesting because when people fill that form out and send it back to me, quite often they'll say to me, oh, that was so interesting doing that because I had to ask questions that I hadn't asked myself before. And it helps them see the mess in their mind so much more clearly and helps them pinpoint. And I think one of the biggest um, catalysts for actually making a change in your life and moving forward is making sure that the timing is right for you. Ooh, so what does that mean? Yeah. yeah. So some that. people will say, oh, I'm ready. But when it comes down to the discussion about what's going to happen and how it's going to happen, they'll stall. So give me an example of that. Say I'm ready to <clears throat> change my career. I've been yep. stagnant. I studied, say, 20 whatever years ago. 
I've I've been a specialist in one area, but you know what? I am ready to leave being a lawyer and I want to be a personal coach. Yes. So, so that, what's the point? What's the sticky point there? That yes, well, it, it depends on the, the individual, but someone um, that is not ready to do it will stay in that talking phase for a very long time, and then when we when we come back for another meeting, not much work has been done, or there'll be excuses. Yeah. So, so the timing is not right for them. Whereas, if you want to make a change and the timing is right, generally it's like. Where can I sign? I'm ready to do this now. How do I do it? And they're off. I feel that that's such a beautifully unpacked uh, yeah. indicator of someone's readiness. You're so right. Um, and I definitely, you know, we've talked about this before. I get so many calls and people ask me, how can I change? How can I do this? And the ones who are ready, uh, whatever I suggest okay. to them to pursue or things that I've done, they are already booked at the doctor. They've got their blood test ordered. Their their supplement stack is ready to go and they've cleaned out their wardrobe because they're ready to present themselves differently. You do not have to prompt them. You don't have to follow them up. They are there. The pain point or the inspiration, I always think there's two things that get you there, pain or inspiration. Correct. Has yeah. got them ready. Yeah. Correct. And, and look, some people need to think about things longer than others, which is absolutely fine. Um, and everyone's different, but you do know if someone's ready, they're off. So let's talk about that readiness and how, as a coach, uh, as someone who specializes in relaunching, let's, let's talk about first what, what you consider relaunching a life or a career or or your personal brand, yeah. what that means in a professional kind of context, if I came to you. Yes, as a professional. Sure. So I specialize in business coaching. So helping people with their businesses, whether that's, you know, like evolving, relaunching, or quite often they may be um, integrating a new business of some sort. But as we said earlier on, it goes hand in hand with you personally as well, because when you run your own business, nine times out of 10, the business is a reflection of you personally. You know, there's got to be a level of passion in there. Um, and so basically... And congruency, right? Like absolutely. whatever we're doing, particularly in, in a small or medium-sized business, there has to be that congruency. You know, this is this is my business. This is who I am. And I believe in it and I, I live it. Yes. And that's why businesses evolve over time is because we grow as people over time. And I remember saying to someone, must have been about five or six years ago, I consider myself like a fine wine. I plan on getting better with age. Now, nice. that, that mentality was not around 15 years ago. It was kind of like, oh, when I hit a certain age, you know, oh, you know, things will start dying off and then I'll step back and, you know, all that. You become invisible, which we've spoken about recently as well. Oh, gosh, yes. How times have changed, but I don't think it's changed for everyone. But but all the facilities, all the experts and all the pieces of the puzzles are there for you to grab the team, grab the knowledge, shift your mindset, and then go wherever you want to go. Like there's no limits, which is fabulous. There are no limits, but also the range of options, exactly as you said, is really broad. So can you yeah. help us with some of the tools? Like you talked about a questionnaire and yes. that self, that, that checking in with yourself of how ready am I? How ready am I? Am I really yeah. ready for change? 
but can you can you give us some uh some practical tools when it comes to that moment of okay I've got the inspiration or the pain I want mm. to change um I see it's time for a relaunch yeah. uh what are some of the things that you would suggest yes do without a coach Look, okay, well, if it's a personal relaunch, I think looking inwardly is really important. And that's where the whole yoga and meditation and really understanding where your brain is at before you make decisions to move ahead. I mean, we live in such a fast-paced, busy world where we're constantly multitasking. Um, And so there's a lot going on in our minds. And so when we take the time to just stop and really listen and clarify what is going on and what you want, it makes it so much easier to move yeah. ahead. I know you're a runner and I also know that you're very much into meditation, mindfulness. Mm. Um, so is that kind of your time to think uh, and For to kind of clear your head? Is that like a yeah. ritual that you've installed into your life? Yes. It's interesting though because I I battle with meditation I don't particularly like it and I don't like sitting still and I don't really like quieting my mind, but I know that I have to do that. So it, it's actually quite hard work for me and it doesn't come naturally. And, and I go through stages where I'll do it and then, I'll, then I won't do it. And then I'm like, right, Alison, you've got to reset. You've got big decisions to make or, you know, there's a certain chapter that's coming up that really needs you to be self-aware and that's when I'm, I force myself to do it. And it, whenever I'm doing it, I actually come out of it and like, I'm glad because there's so many benefits to be had. But I think choosing your way of getting to this point of quietening the mind and recognizing what you personally need to do to move forward, that's what you, that's what the individual needs to work out. And that's one of the things when I'm coaching people, I'll give them tools or tell them how to do things or say what I do. But I always say just because it's done this way doesn't mean you need to do it that way. Yeah, and, and working with a coach, what, one, one of the powers of working with a coach is I can identify different people's personalities and what their strengths and weaknesses are and what they do and like, don't like doing. And then it helps me work out what would be the best process for them to getting to that point. Okay, so we've quietened our mind. We've gone inwards. We know that we want to go in a certain direction. What next? Mm. It's such a big question because it's it like a big question. On, depending on what we're talking about. But so we're us- still on the we're still on the personal relaunch. So yeah. um I'm going to talk personal relaunch and then I'm going to talk career re- okay. relaunch once we've sure. kind of set the the table. Sure. So the first point is to identify what is it that you want to do. That is number one. And then the number two is actually working out well, who are the experts or who do I need in my toolbox of people to be able to help me get there. Oh, my God. I am so pleased you said this because I have built my entire business on expert advice and everything, you know, with rescue, it was always, the tagline was expert advice for a fabulous life. And with the book, it's all, every single chapter, every single part of the transformation guide is led by an expert, whether it's a coach, a psychologist, an accountant, uh, a personal development, nutritionist, naturopath, doctor, every single part of the book is uh, in 
in line with expert advice and I've interviewed the expert and extracted their methodology. And then with Ageless too, I mean, imagine giving advice on the the breadth of content that we cover without expert-led uh, yes. research advice. So I agree with you. Um, getting in contact with, and it could be as simple as, and I always say this, go get your skin care from an expert, go to your local salon, go under their woods lamp or video lamp. They can look at your skin. They can prescribe the right skincare. If you're going to get your makeup done, spend an hour with a makeup artist. Mm. If you're going to get your clothes done, invest in a stylist for two yeah. hours and then you won't buy all this stuff that you pile yeah. away and give to charity at the end of the season. So I think even as simple as that, but then all the way up, yes, a coach, uh, um, you know, wellness, whatever, is really great advice. So you pick your expert next. Yeah. So you pick your expert. Um, and I always say I, I consider myself to have like the golden Rolodex because what I've done exactly as you said is built up my contacts over the years and also stayed in touch with them as well. So that is really, really important. So getting the experts on board and <clears throat> depending on what your situation is, it may be one expert, it may be several experts. Um, and then when you're in touch with the experts, they guide you. And I think it's so important that as a consumer and a person, when you're going to an expert, that you really let them speak and listen to what they say and take on board what, what they say. Um, going to an expert with a closed mind and you doing all the talking does not allow you to learn and move ahead. Can you give me an example of where in your life you know, you called in an expert at a point of relaunching or changing something fundamental about your yeah. life? Uh, a stylist. So I would say it was probably about three years ago. I was like, oh, my gosh, I just need, I need reinventing. I'm, I'm very fashion focused. Like I really love, I love makeup. I love hair. I love dresses all those kind of things. So I got a stylist on board. And in fact, it was two of them. And they they came to the house and they went through my wardrobe and they were like, no, 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 no. And I always thought my wardrobe was really good. But when I looked at it from a different perspective, I realised, oh, my gosh, I've got all these singular pieces which look great, but there's no real story in here. There's no clear style. And the pieces don't really kind of fit together like a capsule so what I was finding naturally is that every season would roll around and I'd go shopping and then I'd throw it out even though it was like it wasn't fast fashion so they came in and they're like right let's get rid of all of this and then they went off and it was a concierge um, service so they took my measurements they went off shopping came back to the house a week later with so many clothes oh and my that, goodness the it was trust in letting someone oh. do that is massive I, I could never I'm such okay. a controller but I love oh. it I, I love it yes so anyway they came back with these racks all these clothes and I just tried everything on and then we made sure that what I was going to buy because they then just returned everything back to the shops that I that I didn't take wow but they, they literally came into the house with suitcases and <laughs> And it was fabulous. So anyway, I got all this new wardrobe, cost an absolute bomb, 
But I was actually looking through my wardrobe the other day and I'm like, I'm still wearing all these pieces. They're all investment. Well, they weren't all investment pieces. I'd say 75% were investment pieces. And then there was a little bit of like the cheaper pieces, which you can mix and match with, with the more expensive pieces. But I've still got all of that. And it's really changed the way that I shop and I pre present myself. So even though that was so expensive at the time and I literally let them do their thing, Mm. I, I didn't control the situation I came out with the best result it was fabulous well I think that's a, that's such a empowering kind of way to do it is like you know what this area of my life isn't working I'm going to hand it over to the expert do your thing I won't get in your way that's what I'm hearing in this yes, story that correct. we can apply to anything like you know whether it be your accountant or your stylist but I do have some good news that in my book Rescue Me I worked with two stylists, um, Colette Worden and Emma Reed. Both of them amazing. So Colette Worden, Colette's amazing. Yeah, she is. She yeah. is, and so she uh, has contributed an enormous amount to um, the transformation chapter. So she'll take you through a wardrobe plans and also understanding your body and your proportions and ratios. And then Emma Reed has created an incredible style guides and capsules based on archetypes and also broken down every single retailer, their key style and what key items to buy. So you can, if you don't have hundreds and thousands of dollars to buy new clothes or even hire a stylist, yeah. the book you can use for that because again, expert advice, there is nothing better. And when I remember when Colette went through my wardrobe, when we were shooting for the book, it was like, oh my God, we threw so many things away. And then she created so much peace and joy in my life when yes. everything was organized and wow. turned into capsules and color-coded and event, you know, I understood where and how to wear it. It was, it was really, uh, it released a lot of energy. And yes. I've also had advice from stylists before, and I think it is magical. It's like, I agree. It, it's a great pivot. Yeah. And I feel like I'm coming up soon to do that process again because we go through different stages our bodies change yes and, and as I like age, yeah as yes same yeah as we age we're like well what do I want to look in like in this decade you know and just so it's just it's well, post, just really the way that you look I even think post um you know pandemic the way we live change and I, you know I love that all this suiting is coming back in but Really, we're not really working in offices so much. And so maybe the the suiting is a nod to wear a nostalgia for a time where we wore power suits and, yes. you know, red lipstick and stuff. But, I, you know, my, my life has changed. The rhythm of my mm. life has changed. Therefore, my wardrobe needs to reflect the rhythm of my life that's changed. Yeah. Um, Alison, go back to the career stuff. I attended an event recently which blew my mind and I – it was wonderful. It's called the Encore Ship. And the Encore Ship was founded by the chief uh, executive officer or chief, chief operating officer of Alpha H, an Australian skincare brand. And she has created this program. It's a return to work program for women. And so she's partnered with companies who are female centric, who open up their vacancies to women who have been out of the workforce for a period of time. And that period of time might be a year or might be a decade, might be 15 years. And so they open up uh, 
the opportunity for women who are often completely overlooked, never even get a call back in Mm. the job um, search phase. And that may be despite having an enormous amount of experience, an enormous amount of qualifications um, and maturity. um. So one of the things they do as part of this program is they partner with an executive search company, Six Degrees, and uh, this company will coach um, the encore uh, ship people to prepare to prepare themselves for going back into the workforce, whether it be style, whether it be digital um, skill set, uh, or just understanding the culture of the new work culture. And I think that 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 is just so so interesting because I do hear so often from capable, talented, super qualified women that that return to work is the moment that they come undone and yes that was me yeah and they have so much to offer and they literally have another 40 years in them like they may be at midlife but they really see themselves contributing for another 20 30 40 years what can they do what what is the relauncher kind of hack that you recommend that we I think it's really important to try to work out, well, first of all, to identify your strengths and your weaknesses, because that helps give you confidence. Once you identify your strengths, you're like, yeah, I'm feeling good about myself. I know that I'm good at that. Um, And then also looking at what you've done in the past from a career perspective that you enjoyed. Uh, And quite often you'll look back and go, oh, I really didn't like doing that. But that's just as uh, um, good to know, because then you know I really do need 100% change going forward. And then just working out my strengths, my skills, my qualifications, and again, calling in the experts and where, working out where to from here. I actually went through that entire scenario myself, and that's mm-hmm. how Relauncher was born. I lost all, I, I took the time off from work when I had both boys because they're so close in age, they're 18 months apart. So I didn't work for about three years. And when it came time to work again and that's through choice I was like I need to get a bit of my own life back I don't want to be a mumsy mum I just didn't want to go back into corporate I was like I never enjoyed it why would I go back into that and that's how relaunch was born but I felt I'd lost all my confidence because technology had sped up so much but between the time that I stopped working and the time that I was going to go back Emails were a thing. Faxes weren't the thing. You know, like the life had just completely changed. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm just going to get back into the office and not know what on earth's going on. I'm going to be so out of date. And I think that that's, that is that moment of realisation for so many women where they go, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to understand what's going on um, in in the workforce where they were before. And, that, and also they've got all the fresh blood that's come through, all the young people. And, and it's really, it's quite normal to feel completely, you know, lost, unsure where to go next and just a, really. It's very few people that get to pivot it into their own successful business. So mm. I guess the, the person who's potentially listening to this episode is like, yes, yes, I feel like that. I'm, I'm talented. I, I have a master's degree. I have 15 years C-suite experience. But yeah, I took some time out to raise my kids and then there was COVID and da, 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 da. So I'm wondering if they don't want to, you know, necessarily, or, or maybe 
maybe you're right. Maybe one of the key options is to, you know, find your own business. And and maybe this is a time to step out of, give yourself the permission to step out of corporate and business as usual. Um, And you, you talk about experts, who would be the right expert in in that instance? So we've talked about other experts to who, who would you direct your client to? I, I would say either a career expert or even a life coach. Mm-hmm. A life coach is really fabulous for digging down and really helping you work out where to next. I, my, being a business coach, I'm I'm better off business coaching people that know what they want. Um, I a lot of most of the people that I coach these days are fully established businesses. They've been going for ten plus years, whereas I used to coach mainly startups. I still coach startups, but not nearly as much. But generally, that they, they know what they want by the time by the time that they come to me. So, so interesting, yeah. you should say that. So let's talk about the startup because that's how you pivoted from yes. corporate to relaunching yourself. So if if you are someone who's like right. I'm not getting any callbacks for interviews. I'm not going to let this get me down. I'm going to start my own thing. Do you have a checklist or, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I would love for you to share, like if, if if you've had this idea but you don't know quite what to do, what would mm-hmm. be your guidance here? Look, it, it, well, it depends on whether you're a product or a service-based business because they, they are two different scenarios. They are, they are, they are. Yeah. So, uh, and also, obviously, because I coach one-on-one, I just tailor everything specific to the individual and at what level and stage they come at when they come to me. Uh, but but the first thing, I often, this is just, to me, it's, it's interesting to see. There's a lot of people that get swept away with the fun bit of the business. So they go, oh, branding, website, logo, packaging, you know, all the fun stuff. Yet, when you really drill down, you're like, well, what's the offering? What's the price point? What actually is the product or the service? Can you clarify? When in startup mode, a lot of people get really stuck. Like they find it really hard, particularly in service businesses, really hard to articulate what it is that they're doing or what they're offering. And really, that's where you need to start because that's where the money is coming from. And that's where you work out whether business is viable or not. So number one is what what is the product or the service that you're selling and and who are you targeting it to and what is the anticipated price point? And right at the beginning, it's hard to really nail down that price point, but you've got to have a, a vague idea of what you're going in at. But that that is where you need to start is what is the product or service. What's interesting is when I speak to my friends who, you know, maybe want to go into that business mode is exactly like you said, they're so caught up in the perfection, the outer appearance. And I always say, look, any business I've ever launched, I've just started it. And then I refine the process as I get market intelligence or data or customer feedback. You don't have to be perfect. You know, we were talking about my book before I'd written it before I got a book deal. I just, I just went ahead with it, with my idea, with my hunch, with, with what I wanted to put out into the world. And then I, I was invited by HarperCollins, um, uh, a division of HarperCollins to publish my book, but I already had it. So their editor just helped me refine the process. When I launched Rescue, the first iteration of Rescue, I, I just had a database. I just asked every famous person that I knew my little in my little black book. I had it. Amazing. Gold Rolodex. I do have a gold Rolodex and I was able to reach out to captains of industry and say, 
would you write content for my website? And it, my entire premise was expert advice. And it looked ugly at first and it was clunky and clumsy, but I just got it up and, yeah. and did it. And um, and the same with Ageless, you know, the podcast, this podcast was born in lockdown. I just went and bought a microphone, I plugged it into my computer, I bought a ring light from Kmart and off I went. Yeah. So I, I've... I really have understood that part of the brief. However, I think um, one of the things that you spoke about is being articulate about what your business, your product or service is, mm. is really key. And I think understanding pricing is really key. And I think understanding what the market is, is really key. Yeah, and sometimes that needs a little bit of handholding. Yes, Exactly. And also, I would say nine times out of 10, if not 10 times out of 10, where you launch that business and where that business is in three years time is completely different, completely different. And, and where I do see some people get stuck is that they really don't want to change or they don't want to evolve the business because they've spent so much time, energy and money in the initial phases that they feel like they have to stay in that initial phase or that initial um, projection for as long as as they personally think to give it a really good try. So I'm I'm not I'm not for sort of darting and changing business ideas and propositions too quickly. But at the same time, you've really got to be open to this is just naturally going to evolve and change exactly like we do as humans and and individual people, and to let it run its course. And if if you really stop and you listen to what your audience and your customers are saying in the feedback, that really will help guide you and where you need to go. What about failure? I, I do a keynote um, speech that's called "Failure is My Secret Source," and I kind of stand by it. It's not just a cute title. I have learned more from failure than I have from success. And that's, you know, that's not a Einstein moment. That's human reality. Yes. And um, one of the people, guests that I've had on the show before, um, Lisa Messenger, she always talks about failing fast. And I think Richard Branson is where she got that concept from, you know, if you're going to fail, fail fast so that you can yeah. move forward. What about you, you know, in terms of coaching um, and in terms of this, particular demographic that we're talking about the person who wants to relaunch the person who wants to embody a, a new version of themselves how do you help them frame failure as fuel rather than a ditch well I, it's interesting because I never think of failure as failure exactly what we're saying it, it's a learning and and so I always frame it that what are the challenges and what are the obstacles because basically that's that's just a given in any in any business journey and also personal journey as well. So knowing that when you embark on this journey, you are going to be hitting speed bumps and roadblocks and, and you know, dead ends along the way. And sometimes it's going to cost you a lot of money. That's just fact. And sometimes it's going to feel like the pit of your stomach has fallen out. That's just fact. But when you knowing that that may happen along the way, the more enlightenment that you can pull from those moments will absolutely make you soar going forwards. Um, and, you know, that it's happened to all of us, all of us. And that's why we are where we are today is through those learnings. So I think having that, that mindset that 
don't take it personally is number one. And number two is to use it to, to help you springboard going forwards. Then it can actually be a little bit exciting in a way because you know that it's 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 sending you on the, on the, on a direction that would be closer to where you need to be going. Now, if you're really failure averse because of finances or emotional yeah. dexterity or because you've just come out of a really devastating period of your life, whatever that period might have been, you know, as we said, it could be separation, it could be losing a job, it could be being an empty nester, whatever that big life moment is. If you're really failure averse, are there some checklists and some recommendations that you give to your clients? Yeah. From a business perspective that can also be applied to you know life or startup life um that will help mitigate for those who really really want to avoid failure yes well it's interesting you say that because i'm a risk taker but i'm a calculated risk taker so i for, for, for the way that i move forward and the way that i with majority of my clients because quite often my clients are like me it's all in stepping stones right so rather than like going too big right from the beginning we're better off going right where do we want to be in six months what what's the easiest way to get there within you know our parameters and budget and all those elements and least amount of risk um and so I I agree like you don't want to set off thinking oh my gosh this is going to be all or nothing and I'm going to be out that that is not a great scenario and in most small businesses it's not really that case um but taking the approach of i'm just going to do stepping stones we're going to move ahead quickly we're going to see what we know where we want to be in you know 18 months time but what 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 are the steps now that we can do and that also helps you avoid overwhelm as well because it's so much easier to see something that's you know close in that what can you do now rather than, oh, my God, how am I going to get to that huge giant leap in, in 18 months' time? So that does help you avoid, you know, some big, serious um, situations where losses may be. Yeah. yeah. One of yeah. the things that I always say when you're embarking on any period of change, and I guess that's kind of what I've learned from all the experts that I've spoken to on this ageless platform is make sure your health can handle it. Yes. Make sure that you are ready for the change that's coming. So I always say, have you had your blood test? How are your hormone levels? How's your yeah. sleep? How's your sex drive? Is your marriage going to withstand this big pivot? Um, so I always think in addition to all of, you know, making sure you've got a great account and making sure you've got good contracts in place, making sure that, you know, you've got the right laptop and uh, yeah. apps to do the business side of things. I always go, are you ready for it? Because any new venture, any pivot requires physical, mental yes. uh, vitality and dexterity. So I always say, you know, find your baseline and make sure you're ready for this. Yeah, it's a really good point because it's actually something that I said to someone recently. I, we went through everything that needed to happen and I said to her, are you sure that you're ready to do this? Because there are things going on in her personal life. And I said, like, we've got the plan but whether you do this now or whether you sort those elements out in your personal, you know, you've got to work out what's going to be right for you in the right order because you're right, you have to have the baseline to cope with the change that you want to implement because otherwise, you know, it's likely that it's going to be really stressful or may not be as efficient or effective as you want it to be. I want to ask you, since we're on the topic of health and wellness and beauty, yeah. um, 
when did you have you always been fit and very like super uh, focused on your energy and wellness because I know that like like that's a priority for yes. you. Like that that is a cornerstone of who you are. It yeah. comes first, and then everything else yes. on top, right? Yeah, I cannot function without exercise daily. But I, I look, I've had that right from day one since I was young. But I don't think I didn't used to exercise every single day. Whereas now I exercise twice in a day, so I top and tail my work day with exercise because I sit here at this desk for the majority of my day and for me exercise is closing the tabs in my brain and just emptying it and that's really when I come up with ideas or I'm calmer or it relieves stress um so it's it for me it's really important but I'm one of those people that needs to be moving and you may have seen me at events you know when we're sitting down and there's a presentation if the presentation goes too long I (laughs) I get up and I go and stand at the back of the room because I I need to be, I'm just a moving person. So it's just within me, but it's it's super important for me to exercise. And has there ever been anything new that you introduced into your wellness or Always. You know, lifespan? So what are the, big, the things yeah. that have really paid off that you've introduced in the yeah. past five years? Uh, are we the same age, Alison? Are we about the same age? I'm 48. I'm 49. Yeah. So we're about yes, the same, same. age. So yeah. Uh, for me, like my openness to supplementation has really been over the past three years. I, I would have to say I never took supplements before then. Same. And for Same. me, they really changed. And it was perimenopause and menopause that really kind of opened my mind to, oh, my God, if you just take the right supplements, it, you can just function at a whole different level. Um you know, I'm interested, what were some of the big ticket like wins that you had in in wellness or in supplementation yes. or in some biohacking thing that you did right. that just is now life? Well, we got an hour. There's so many layers. You'd be the same because you're just constantly layering and changing. And this is the kind of thing that I thrive on. Right. So supplements, I agree. Um, hair and my hair started getting really thin. My hairdresser said to me, oh, my God, so much of your hair is falling out, which would have been hormonal. So I now take a hair and energy supplement. Yes. And I've, I've grown my hair and I think it makes me look younger rather than having it short. I agree. I think long hair is yeah. on the right face. I think it's, yeah. yes. So, so but it's got to be thick, healthy hair. You can't have you know, two strands of struggling right. hair. You can't yeah. have two strands. So you need the supplements. So beyond that, I do take, I take collagen. I take lots of different things. In fact, there's a big, you know, yeah, I've got a big stack. I mean, it's <laughs> embarrassing when people come over. It's like, oh gosh, she's held together by quite a concoction of pot. Yeah. Well, why not? They're and there. you know, I've taken to like when people come to visit, I make them a health and beauty drink. So I mix uh, a super greens or my athletic greens, depending on what kind yeah. of time of the day it is, uh, with a collagen, and then I shake it up for them and I pour it into nice glasses, and that's my welcome drink if you come into my house. So. That's so good. Mm. And I have protein powder as well after I work out. Um, But I change things up. So at the moment for my exercise, and I get really addicted to things, I'm totally addicted to dancing. So at the moment I'm dancing four times a week. What are you dancing? What kind of dancing? I'm doing hip-hop. 
which is so much fun. And you know what? It's so good for the brain because one of my sons said to me once, or wasn't in that long ago, oh, mum, you you need to start doing some mental gymnastics, you know, like Sudoku or something like that. Anyway, hip hop is my mental gymnastics because each time you go, it's new choreography. So you, you learn two new dances. And so it's that, and it's quite fast movement. So to be able to learn it and memorize it and not make any mistakes and have everything, you know, your arms and your legs and everything going, it's it's so much fun. It's the closest I'll get to a nightclub. So I'm so good. And it's so yeah. life affirming. And I think your cells have cellular memory. And so when you're in a dance studio and everyone around you is young and sexy or all different ages. Yeah. And you're listening to music that triggers a memory of a time where you felt young and energetic and sexy and powerful. Your body is operating like you're 25. It doesn't know that you're in your 49, 48-year-old shell in wherever you are, whatever studio you're at. (laughs) It genuinely believes that you are on the dance floor in wherever. (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. So, yes, I feel very young. I love this for you. Yeah, I like it. So dancing, sorry, I'm also doing Zumba. Which is no, like, you're not. Yeah. And cool. it's so good because I can't really. I thought no one did Zumba anymore. I love oh, that yeah. you well, hip hop with Zumba. Yeah. Okay. Tell me. Yeah. More. It's two completely different movements. And so I'm learning to move my body in ways that I've never been able to move. And it's quite sexy. Like it's really, it's really, really good fun. So I'm doing that, but I'm also doing yoga and Pilates and a little bit. I'm trying to get back into lifting weights because I need it, you know, at this age. Yeah, we all need it. You know, yeah. I was listening to an amazing podcast the other day by an incredible regenerative uh, doctor, and he was saying, you know, do not underestimate the wonderful benefits of jumping with barefoot, like making contact on a hard floor and just doing star jacks in the morning, even if you can do 20, uh, that really, that when it it hits the the impact will help strengthen your bones and I thought oh what a great thing that you can just incorporate into your routine do you do any sauna or cold plunging or any of that have you Uh, well just go back I do do the star jumps but I didn't realize they were that good for me I do this when the kettle is boiling I'm doing star jumps good (laughs) so when the kettle is boiling so you're doing incidental okay I like yes yes uh Infrared. I don't think I could do the plunge pool. I'm not very good with cold. But do you do infrared? Infrared, yes. And how often would you say you did it? Well, you know what? I've just been on a retreat and I was doing it while I was away and I'm just about to go and sign up to the one down the road. So I I will start doing that three times a week. I I bought the infrared sauna blanket and in winter it is so good to use, yes. And I actually am even selling it on the virtual clinic on Ageless because but everyone said to me, where did you get this? And I said, ah, you can get it at the clinic because sometimes it's hard to get to, uh, you know, your local. It's like uh, a sleeping bag. It is like a sleeping bag. You wear yeah. like your gym gear. That's so, good. Yeah. Um, you, I go in and I do it for about 25 minutes. I don't do 45 minutes as I would if I went to a sauna. I do 25 Gosh. minutes and then I put my um, Omnilux LED mask on at the same <laughs> time. So that goes for 10 minutes. My body is in the little ca- caterpillar cocoon for 25 minutes. I then I wipe it down. And it's so good because I do it. And the it's amazing for like pain and um, just you know your muscles yes it's amazing for brain clarity I find the 
brain clarity bit the best. It's amazing for sleep. It's amazing for my mm-hmm. skin. Yeah, I'm into it. How do you clean it up inside? You just wipe Is it down. Like a... You wipe what it do down. You do? Yeah, and you can also buy sleeves for it as well. Yeah. But because it's only mine and only I use it, I just wipe yes. it down. And okay. super hygienic, really cost effective, and I love it. And in winter, it's cozy. Well, that's the thing. That's why I'm like, I need to get back into it because it's getting cold. And I, my body and cold just doesn't like it. Because you're lean too. I know, Tell me, I what just... what other biohacking things do you do? Or what, what have you done in the past kind of three or four years? Because we're about the same age. I'm interested. Like, did you do anything um, to kind of catch your hormonal dips? You know, you supplement yes. with the HEA. Of course estrogen. I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it works, right? Like you don't. You, yeah it's magical yeah so I um found a fabulous uh naturopath see I've got a lot of naturopathic clients but I would never go to one of my clients for sure. my own for, for this kind of thing so amazing lady that's close to me and oh my hormones were all over the place and my periods were all over the place and oh it was just a bit of a mess um so she put me on all this whiz bang potions and herbs and everything and I would say within about 12 weeks I had to go on the FODMAP diet as well because all my gut was just terrible but I reckon within about 12 weeks I was like brand new and I have been ever since so every now and again I'll go and check in with her and say this is not quite right and she fixes me quite quickly I think because the base was reset so she just yeah it was amazing. So I, I did that, I would say, two years ago, and that made a huge difference. Do you have any kind of um, eating uh, or nutritional uh, rituals that you, know, that you know really have worked for you for, yes. you know, supporting your energy and your um, health and, um, and vitality, particularly you yeah. know, with two boys, a business, a husband? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, look, I I eat really clean because that's what makes me feel light and energetic. I don't particularly like that feeling of food in my stomach. You know how some people like that feeling of feeling full? I don't. I like to just feel neutral. Um, So I eat fish. I I eat meat, but hardly ever, like maybe like once a week, maybe once a week and only a small portion. So it's mainly a plant-based diet mainly um and I don't eat processed foods and I at all ever oh every now and again like in saying that if I get served a piece of cake while I'm out or I'll eat it so I'm I'm not so strict that I don't allow myself but when when I'm cooking for myself and all of that you know it's brown rice it's fish it's vegetables and then in a sauce that I've made not that I've that I've bought yeah Um, I still drink alcohol I'm 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 a big vodka vodka on the rocks girl. And why vodka and not wine? Is it because of the sugar and the inflammation? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, okay. Sugar, not good for me. Again, um, I'll have it every now and again, but I if I have sugar, it makes me want more. And it just it doesn't make me feel good at all. So I I try to avoid it most of the time. Wine gives me a headache. Gosh, like wine, wine floors me these days. I really, yeah. it's really bad for me too. I think it's the sugar or the preservatives. I have to have organic wine. Yeah. Um, I can't drink most Australian wines, unfortunately. Mm. I feel shocking the next day. Shocking. Like even if I just have like. The champagne always agrees with me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> what is good fun? champagne? 
<laughs> but yes, but vodka, I literally just have heap of ice, vodka, and then I'll squeeze either lemon or lime on it. And well, I it's it's really that. a health drink, right? That's yeah. what we're saying. <laughs> That's what we're saying here. Um, Alison, yeah. going back to this marrying this conversation with, you know, the concept of relaunching, um, do you ever say to your clients, um, with respect, your brand doesn't, your the way you're appearing doesn't match your brand. I really think you need to, you know, po- polish that aspect of yourself up. Is is that something that you're able to say to people? I am. And I think that that's one of the reasons why people come to me. Because mm-hmm. so, many, so many of my clients will say, I, I've come to you because I know you're going to tell me the truth. I, I'm very, very black and white. Because for me, time's money and people are paying to, you know, come to me for my opinion. So I'm not going to beat around the bush. But in the same way, I'm never going to make someone feel uncomfortable ever, ever, ever. And I'll do things when I know that they're ready to hear them. Mm. Um, but, yes, like that—that that is just part of the evolution of, of the brand is that, you know, we, we need to relook at the way that we look so that we are fitting inside and we fit with our brand and our business because otherwise they're two disjointed entities. Um, and that as as running when you run a small business, whether you like it or not, people want to know who's the person behind the brand, who am I buying from? And so it's really important that there's synergy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I and also coming back to um the idea of you know relaunching and whether or not whether it's a business that you're creating or going back into the workforce as a reimagined let's say version of ourselves um, do you also think that there is some value in um, tools such as NLP um, and the way that we word and and the words that we use and the uh, lexicon that you know we have at our fingertips, because I always can tell how old someone is and how updated they are by you know the turn of phrase, their understanding of things like the understanding and use of emojis. You know yes. where in the timeline of digital evolution they are. What what kind of um, words that they use to describe being happy to describe being sad. Yes. Do you coach people on those finer nuances? No, I don't. Right. I don't. But it's actually a really good point. I think it's really interesting because yeah. for me, you can really tell. Like, and you can't. Uh, you know, it's such a clangor when it when it comes out. You don't notice it until you notice it. Yes, but you know, the client again, the clients that I attract, most of them are up with everything. You know, they're current. They are current. They are. And what if you weren't? Where would you say, you know, what do you have any kind of rule of thumb? Because for me, I always think, you know, if I'm feeling out of the loop, uh, you know, spend a couple of hours on TikTok, Mm. uh, listen listen to some new music. Like you have to listen to new music. You just have to listen to to. music. And loud. Yeah. And I always also say, you know, look at what's trending in the zeitgeist um, on on TV, on Netflix or whatever, because just plugging into the zeitgeist rather than only listening to or doing what you always like. The other thing I always do, and I challenge myself on this all the time, is to read articles and watch news from opposing political or ethical viewpoints. So 
you know, a, a little bit of um, Fox News makes me want to throw the television out the window. But I always think I need to know what people who aren't like me think yes. so that I can remain relevant and current. It's so important because, you know, as we know with the social media algorithms, if we start liking a certain topic, yes. we only get served that topic. Yes. So it's very easy to become very insular. So this is why I'm always saying you need to have a hobby and then you need to change your hobbies and you need to be hanging out and speaking with people outside of your field. Yes. And also really engaging. If you've got kids, engage with them and understand what they're saying, you know, because you learn so much from the way, you know, they, they talk, the way they behave. So it, it's really being very aware of not being too much in your bubble. For sure. And I, I'm, gosh, my daughter's 12 and I've learned so much from yeah. her. And and she's funny. She's like, oh, mum, we don't say that anymore. You can't say that anymore. No, no. And it's cute. It's like, I'm so glad she's told me. And it's yes. nice to know that society's moved on and you can't say those clangers yeah. anymore, or you don't need to think like that about other people or yourself yeah. anymore. And same with music, right? We were driving um, to school today and I looked at her and I said, do you reckon anyone knows what we're listening to in the car? And she like looked at me and she shook her head and laughed. We were listening to this new um, Lana Del Rey song, AW, which is quite funny. And uh, we were like bang, banging it out on the way to, to school and the chaplain was at the gate and I went, oh, best turn down that. <laughs> but, but it was cute, you know, it's a, it's a yeah. shared moment. And I probably wouldn't have listened, you know, my taste in music will evolve because of what she introduces as well yes. as her her taste in music is uh, enri enriched by what herself of what myself and her father share with her so yeah I do like that yeah mm. yeah it's so good and to, uh, to finish it off if if you were going to give any advice for relaunching you know the hard relaunch what would be three things that you you think that we could go and do right now you know something we could listen to I know you have an amazing podcast with great inspirational stories something that we could read something that we could do tell me what yeah. are the top three things we could do? Uh, look I would say get on a social media platform whether it's TikTok or Instagram and just Find some people that you personally find um, inspiring and engaging because just absorbing the information and in their content will fuel your own interest. Um, I would say jump onto a streaming platform, being like Netflix or Stan or something like that, and, again, find something that is interesting. We seem to get really swept away with visual content. So I think that that's why I like choosing something that's um streaming is really really useful and get out from behind the computer and go and hang out with some people so that may be finding an event um, finding a networking group finding a book club something along the lines or a new hobby where you are engaging with new people that you haven't done before because again you can take so much inspiration away whether it's from the people or the actual reason why you're there um you can have some real light bulb moments that can help give you direction in terms of where you want to go next uh, I think that's great 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 and I'm going to link to your website and so they can discover your podcast because you interview so many people who've actually experience this um, and so they will share their inspirational stories and I think it's always nice to hear from real people who have 
for lack of a bit, better word, pivoted or relaunched or um, yes. or found, a, you know, a, an encore moment in their career and in their life. And I think those stories are beautiful and super helpful. Yeah. Baha, thank, thank you. you so much for having me. Oh, my God. Like we could have talked about so many things, but it's so great to have you on the show. I've been on your podcast, Mindful Biz, twice. Yes. And you, you were very kind to invite me again. I said, no, it's <laughs> you who has to come on my show. There is so much wisdom and awesome advice uh, from you that we can share. So it was really an honor and a pleasure to have you on the Ageless by Rescue podcast. Thanks, Alison. Thank you so much. Ageless by Rescue is brought to you by Rescue Me Academy, Reignite Your Relationship course. Love your relationship but miss the early days? You're not alone. This course will teach you how to identify your issues, stop the fighting, find what you need to be happy, re-spark intimacy and keep the lines of communication open. Join us at rescuemeacademy.com.au to learn more about the program and to download your first free lesson. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did, please share and rate this episode. I'd love that. 